Hello, it's time to build your empire. Sophie Zolman, owner and founder of Sophie Zoe Virtually There For You, is sharing the secrets to building a better business and taking back your time. Let's get started. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. I've got another amazing, amazing guest. I'm so excited. Kat is so much fun. I love her as a person, as a colleague. We're both in the dames. That's how we met each other. Um, we're podcast fanatics. She's got her podcast. I've got my podcast. So I'm really excited to bring you Kat Stensick today. With 15 years of experience working with startups, consulting service-based businesses and nonprofits, Kat Stancic has built a rock-solid track record of results. She literally wrote the best-selling book on organic lead gen strategies that get clients coming to you, Experts Never Chase. She gets those results by showing her clients how to fill their pipeline with quality leads, leveraging organic marketing strategies and firework experiences that attract your ideal clients in one place to spark conversations that turn into closed sales. Kat, my friend, welcome to the show. So excited to have you today. Thank you. I appreciate you uh, making the time to have me. You're welcome. So I'm going to ask you the question I ask all my guests. What is your best advice for business owners who want to scale their business to the next level and beyond? Ooh, uh, I mean, there's a couple of things, um, but I think the biggest thing is to lean in your too muchness. So there are so many people out there who have been told, especially as entrepreneurs, that they're too much or not enough and always in the wrong situation. Mm, ask me how I know. Um, and I really think that um, for me, the tide really turned when I really leaned into what I was really gifted in doing and not following the I should be doing this or that looks like that makes money. Um, so and, and really just kind of looking at that and leveraging the strategies that align to me instead of forcing myself to align to strategies that look like they were working, but would never work for not only me, but my how my ideal clients, you know, kind of engage and show up online. I love that. And that's, you know, it's about authenticity that is i mean you know cookie cutter stuff generally just doesn't work and now did you develop your own strategy then or did you kind of like take pieces from here and there and put things together how do you is it is it all custom or is it you know is it all you what what does that look like I mean, I don't think there's really any uniqueness when it comes to strategies that work and that convert, right? Like sales is sales, kind of marketing is marketing. And sure, there's little nuances that make certain strategies a little bit different. But I really think that what makes it all come together is, you know, especially anyone who's in business is, right? Like it's you. If you want to brand and stand out, then brand you. I mean, even the biggest conglomerates have somebody that initiated the branding around that person, that person's relationships and leveraging this conversation to turn into high ticket sales. I don't really care where you came from. That's the kind of the, the gauntlet, if you will, that you have to go through. And so what I basically discovered was there were certain things that were in common with a lot of programs and processes out there. And it really came down to who are you connecting with? How are you having that conversation and how are you inviting someone and closing them? So connect, converse and close. That's my process. And when I really look at it is more of a framework. And then I look at how my ideal clients actually show up in the world and we modify the framework so that it's kind of like a couture ground ground, right? We've got the fabric, we've got the needles, we've got the thread. 
let's modify the pieces so that they fit you perfectly versus having to, I don't know, wear one of those like training waist things or padded bras or whatever to make you look different than who you actually are. (laughs) I love that. And so um, let's talk about branding and being who you really are, because that really speaks to my heart and soul, because I just went through a total rebrand and stepping into who I truly am late last year. And, you know, as everyone can see, and I, you know, I've known you since like October of last year when I joined the Dames, the red bangs or pink bangs, that is kind of like- Depends on how fresh the color is. Yes. Yeah. Pinkish, (laughs) reddish. Yeah. The bangs and then the blonde, that that's kind of like your signature standout feature. That is you. You're not doing that. No. You know, you know, you're, it's not a fake you. It's a, this is who I am. I like my bangs to be pink, red, you know, and, you know, the blonde and, you know, because, you know, I know, and I know you're also a mom. So, Mm. you know, you're living, you're, you're living who you are in your business, but it's also in your life because, you know, you're a mom and you're a person and you do, you know, you have a full, well-rounded life, you know? So did it take you a while to take that step to do that? Or have you always just been radically you doing the the, the hair colors and the things like that? Um, no, I went through a lot of trauma to birth this butterfly <laughs> that you see in front of you right now. Um, no, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm writing a keynote right now and, and kind of the opening part is I remember being in fifth grade and I was in the bathroom and I was, I was eating lunch in the bathroom because it was, it was that bad. I was being bullied that bad and picked on. And I remember sitting there and I don't know how, I don't know why, but I just knew. I knew life had to be better than this moment and this space and time and that this was not the path that I wanted to keep walking down. And every time I had to go through a difficult situation or go through a traumatic experience, that same knowing is the light that I needed to continue to get through it. And so I finally really honestly only started living when I was 26. Mm-hmm. I got, I mean, it was bad. I was like 320 pounds. I was living in a baselet, a windowless basement apartment, um, had a horrible job. It just, it, it was all going down a very dark path. And so things aligned in the way that they needed to. And it, it, it wasn't an overnight, like all of a sudden things started working. But with that knowingness came the opportunity to kind of self-reflect and start getting support. And basically, I went into corporate America with hair like this. And so to have a high-level consulting position, you got to have a lot of clout to be able to, to, to have. And this was, you know, 10 years ago. This, this wasn't normal. Like, people weren't wearing their hair like this on a regular basis, like, oh, yeah. even 10 years ago. Um, so I really remember that the thing that changed and really started allowing me to blossom was the thing that I said in the very beginning. I I don't take that from entrepreneurship. I took that from corporate, which is when I finally just stopped trying to improve my weaknesses, stopped trying to be a version of myself that everybody expected me to be because that's what was successful look like, but instead really just leaned into my strength and said, this is where, this is how good I am at this. And this is what I'm going to do. Then all of a sudden I started getting promoted. I started getting recognized. I got one of the top awards in the firm. Like all these things started happening and it was because I just stopped living by societal's expectation of what a woman should and shouldn't do, how she should and shouldn't be, and just took life by the horns and just started living it on my own terms. 
And I was going to piss people off and I was going to be okay with that because they'd done it to me. So it was my turn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I so get it because, you know, when you step into who you really are, you know, that's one thing to know and be, you know, and accept because, you you know, not everybody's going to like it. You know, and some people are going to judge you and some people are going to, you know, they may, you know, with today's social media world, they may even troll you and, and, you know, go off on you on social media. And it's like, okay, fine. Unfriend, block, unfollow, you know, there's going to be haters, you know, you are not. and, And here's the thing is we're not here to be people pleasers. No, it's not about people pleasing. It's about being ourselves. And taking care of ourselves first, because if we don't take care of us and do what we want to do, we can't be there for the others in our lives, you know? Uh, So I'm totally with you on that. So then when did you make the transition to entrepreneurship, your own business, doing your own thing? When did you step out of corporate? How did that come about? Well, it was a transition. So I think that any intelligent entrepreneur is going to mitigate the risk, right? So it wasn't just about a, you know, burn the ship and, you know, fuck everyone and do some kind of like TikTok viral quitting video. Like I just, <laughs> just don't get me started on that. Um, I'm so glad that nothing was documented as I grew up, like just so appreciative that social media was not around then. Um, so, but yeah, no, it was about figuring out like, what was my plan? I mean, I had three kids. I have three kids underneath the age of eight. So like, you know, I was getting promoted. There was this, you know, this dissonance. I learned a lot from where I was and I appreciate it, but it wasn't my passion. It wasn't my life's purpose. And so I had to figure out how to get from here, which was successful. This was someone's dream. It just wasn't mine to here where I am now. And all of that took these small steps, just these, these acts of faith with the intention of succeeding, knowing that in that process, I was going to fail and fall on my face. But you know, I always say it's not, and this is not, this is not my original statement. It's not how you are when things are going well. It's how you are when things are going wrong. And your true character and who you are is in that moment of pressure. And in those moments, do I have a freak out? Yes. I'm not going to sit here and lie, but (laughs) the knowingness that I know that I meant for bigger things is what I think keeps most entrepreneurs going and tapping into that faith, tapping into your trust of who you are, that you know what to do and then to get the support you need as you need it, I think is the thing that really helped me transition fully into full time because I did do corporate 50% and I did my business 70% because I, I did. I hustled and I grinded, not oh, a, yeah. a verb. Um, but I'm through that and I'm not about that life anymore. It's not what I value. And so right. I value family. I value freedom. I value time. I value play. And so now my business is structured around those values and not what other people told me what successful should and be like. Right. Very good. You mentioned, you know, saying, you know, the I'm going to do this and yeah, I'm probably going to fall on my face and, and make mistakes and have failures. Can you speak to a specific failure or mistake, whatever you want to call it, where you were like, oh, my God, I just that up and it didn't work out. And, you know, what did, what did you do to keep from going down the negative rabbit hole of this is a mistake, you know, I made a mistake. I suck. I can't do this and keep going in the business until you got to the success where you're at today. Yeah. 
I mean, there's the whole, like, I always would tell myself I suck at sales and like someone would say no and I would take it personally and I would be like, oh, I am never going to make it. I suck or, or something maybe didn't go great with a client and, you know, maybe they had stuff going on and, you know, they didn't continue or they didn't renew or something like that. And I always made it about me and how I had done something because a lifelong of trauma of being blamed for stuff, right? And and feeling like I was responsible for things and really had to do a lot of work on that and not afraid to admit that I had to do a lot of therapy around that and continue to work on myself around that because it can feel very personal when someone says no to you. And I remember someone said, not only is it not personal when someone says no to you, it's also not personal when someone says yes. Now, what I mean by that is, yes, they're saying yes to working with you. Yes, they value you. Yes, you are important. But in the moment of making that decision, they're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about how can I make this happen? How can I succeed? How can I make this work for me? Yes, with this person's help, but they're really just focusing on themselves and what's their what's in their best interest. Nothing to do with the value of who you are as a human being, the quality that you might bring other clients. And it's why building my business, I turned more no's into yes than getting yeses initially because I was willing to continue to value that person as a human beyond a moment in time where they made a decision because I like to assume that someone's an adult in their business and that they get to make decisions and that even a no can turn into yes so long as you value them as a human being versus the bro marketers who only value as far as your credit card limit can be stretched. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And, and I, you know, it is, it, it's not personal either way and it's yeah. not, it's not about you. I mean, there are so many, you know, that's, you know, I I'm a big fan of the go giver books, you know, with Bob Berg. And it's like, it's not about you. It's not about your widget. It's not about your quotas. It's not about how good you are. It's not, it's about how you can serve the other people, the other person, how yep. you can benefit them how they can, you know, have a better life, business, whatever, because mm -hmm. they they make that choice to work with you because you're 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 more interested in them, how you can help them, how you can serve them, not how you can sell your your next program pro product widget to every person on the planet. Yeah, and it's sales is great. Selling is wonderful. I mean, I I know you're on the same page as me on this, but I'm not only am I in the business of, you know, being in business, I'm in the business of staying in business. Yep. So like selling is part of that. And it's why I like to leverage firework experiences. These are the things that bring your people to you, who bring your people who see you as the authority that you are, as well as they're wanting to hear more from you. And then on top of it, they do want to buy. It's just a matter of, you know, People have these strategies that they use and there's one over here and one over here. And I started calling this the, the kind of the marketing hug is how are you bringing all of the stuff that you're doing and bringing it in, in and creating that warm embrace so that when someone is ready to say yes, you're there, arms open, ready, not waiting, but you're ready to embrace them when they're ready so that it feels special and you've created that community of people. And so someone might be ready right away. Someone might need a week or two years, but the fact of the matter is that you're showing up as a human and treating them like a human. And what happens in the meantime, if anyone who's listening to this right now, how many times have you referred someone that you've never worked with just because you liked them, oh, right? Yeah. So many people look at just the lead being a client instead of looking at what does the lead provide as an opportunity? 
looking at a human and saying, okay, there's something to be done. There's an energetic exchange to be had here. Is there an opportunity? Is there speaking, a connection, a podcasting? Is there an affiliate? Is there a referral? Is there a friendship? Is there masterminding? And then looking at that door and walking through it and then realizing that all of those doors are readily available to you again. But we can't do that when we just treat people like transactions. Absolutely. 100%. I love that. Well, you brought up the fireworks experience. So I want to wrap up with you telling everybody where to find you, how to learn more about these firework experiences. And if you've got an offer for them, please put that out there too. Yeah. I mean, I think that if I'm speaking and you're like, yes, I, I kind of like that. And you want to meet other people who are, who are like me, who are like you. Um, I would just say, come hang out. Um, I've got a podcasting mixer that I provide where people get connected to get booked either as speakers or to find guests. And you can find that at leadbossmixer.com. Um, and it's complimentary. And there's actually a bonus training once you register that kind of shows you how to turn your podcasting into a more effective lead generation effort. Um, so again, you can find that at leadbossmixer.com. Um, otherwise, like I'm on the internet. So Kat Stancic and yeah, like I just, I always want people to stack those wins uh, before they ever even might consider working with someone. Awesome. I love it, Kat. And all the links and all her information will be in the show notes. So you can find all those things there. Um, Kat, I want to thank you for being on the show today. It was great fun as I knew it would be. And I want to thank my listeners. And if you haven't already subscribed, please do so. And we will see you all next week on Building Your Empire with Sophie Zoe. Thanks for joining me for another episode of Building Your Empire. For more tips on business building and living your best life, check out our website at sophiezoe.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Have a great day.